You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. He's, he's making his name here, you know. Obviously, in practice, no one has seen him uh, move around live yet, but I've seen it. All right, so he's a problem. I'll tell you that. He's about, <laughs> I don't know how much he weighs, but he's probably 245, 255. He's a problem. He's fast. He's fast, and um, he's a problem. I mean, he gives our guys problems all the time. Last year, I don't know where he's sitting at right now on offense because I'm too busy worrying about defense. But but when he's in the game, we know we know he's in the game. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washad, that was running backs coach, or not running backs coach, secondary coach Travis Fisher talking about walk-on running back. Jacques Yant, who he recruited from Tallahassee, Florida, his former high school. This segment of the Husker Online Show is brought to you by our friends at Tanner's Sports Bar and Grill. It's your place to go in and watch all the action. Uh, They'll have Husker baseball on this weekend, FCS football playoffs, all the sports action you want to see inside Tanner's Sports Bar on 30th and Yankee Hill. It is where Robin and I go to watch all of our games, eat wings. We may have a few beers uh, but it is a brand-new-looking sports bar that I promise you, when you go in, you're going to be like, wow, this is one of the best, if not the best, sports bars in town. So get on into Tanner's on 30th and Yankee Hill Road. Robin, you heard Fisher talking about Jacques Yant, and he said he's causing problems. And, you know, you and I have been doing this a long time together. Um, and over the spring, it's easy to fall in like a spring trap and get overly excited about a guy that's never going to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so when we first saw Jock has yet, we were like, don't do it. Don't, don't take the trap just yet. But I think as we head now through four weeks of practice, they're almost done. It's legit. I mean, there, there's a legit story brewing with this walk on running back from Tallahassee, Florida, who really isn't a walk on. I mean, he, he was an academic red shirt because he could not qualify. So they got him in the back door barely and he's lost weight. He's gotten in shape. Um, he's still 245, 250, um, but he's running hard and he's getting the attention of this coaching staff with the reps that he's gotten. And he's made himself a factor. And, and, and that's really been interesting to see. Yeah, it's a, it's a two part deal. One, first and foremost, uh, Yant has done everything he needs to uh, to put himself in this position. And uh, we've only seen, you know, a, a brief snippet of spring ball so far, but. That Saturday practice, I mean, he he looked like the guy everybody had been talking about. The Oklahoma drill right out of the bat. He trucked a linebacker. I can't remember which linebacker it was, but he put all 245 pounds into a linebacker's chest and ran right over him. And and that that makes you that the Oklahoma drill is a toughness drill. And when you make a play like that, people are going to take notice. And from the sound of things, he's been doing that all spring. And then the other part to this is Everybody else in that running back room is not available. Uh, Marquis Step is out for the entire spring with a foot injury. And, you know, on that Saturday practice, four other running backs, or four in total, uh, were sitting out watching from the sidelines with various injuries. And you pair that with last year, none of those guys were consistent whatsoever in their availability. 
If you're bringing it every day and playing at a high level and doing the things that Jacques Yant is doing uh, on a day-to-day basis, you are going to have showing every up to work matters exactly. And when you show up and you take advantage of, of those opportunities, it is going to pay off for you in the long run. So a lot left to be determined between now and the start of the season. I mean, obviously, those running backs are, are going to get healthy, hopefully, uh, and you know, create a little bit more depth that position and more competition, but. For the here and now, um, Yant is doing everything necessary to make himself a factor that cannot be ignored going uh, into the end of spring ball. Yeah, and it'll be interesting how that all shakes out, um, what kind of reps he gets in the red-white game. I know one of the things they wanted to see is how he could do with live contact. Mm -hmm. It's one thing to go into contact when you know you're not going to get tackled. How is he going to run when it's actually live, full to the ground hitting? So we'll see and learn more. Uh, The other trendy offensive topic I want to hit on Robin is it just it feels like everyone's kind of selling off their Logan Smothers stock and buying the Heinrich Harburg stock mm-hmm. uh, just based on what we got to see in the open practice. First of all, Smothers weighs 185 pounds. He's not the biggest guy. He does not have an elite arm. And when you can't take to the ground, it's really hard to gauge running skills. So the the setting and some of the things he brought to the table just didn't shine. On the other hand, you look at Harburg. He's 6'5", 6'6". He's got an elite arm. He can run. Um, And so there's a lot there that intrigues you. And I think it's complicated, this number two battle at quarterback as to where to go. Because I think everybody just is like, oh, yeah, it will be Harbor or Smothers, then Harbor. But I don't think it's that. It's definitely not a slam dunk. And I think if you actually put a gun to my head come August, who would be the number two? I think Harbor could end up being the number two. I really do. Well, physically, I mean, he's the more impressive-looking quarterback. Like you said, he's just got the size to him. He's got uh, he throws his ball in a line drive, and he's accurate, and uh, just has he he looks like a Big Ten quarterback. Where you know Smothers is a bit of an undersized guy. That you know, again, I, I always preface this: it was one practice, but it was the, let's overreact. Yeah, but it was the most substantial snaps we've seen Logan Smothers take as a Husker. And so, uh, in that opportunity, there were plays where. I didn't know where the ball was going. It was a duck, and it was you know, five yards over the receiver's head, and um, the, the timing was off, and it just just didn't, it just wasn't there. Then, you know, two reps later, he would throw a forty-yard strike downfield on a dime, and you'd have to do a double take. Was like, whoa, was that Smothers? And so, I think consistency is probably the biggest thing with him. And yes. I, is that how is that running ability going to translate when he actually has to take a hit? I mean, obviously that's that's a big part of that if you're going to rely on that. So um, how he is able to kind of level out his passing is going to go a long way. But also maybe more importantly, you know, how quickly can can Heinrich Harburg develop? Uh, I mean, he's still an early enrollee, true freshman. He's got a lot to learn. I mean, your your physical tools are only going to take you so far um, to establish yourself as a number two quarterback on a big 10 team. But if he's able to mentally pick up that offense at an accelerated rate over the next few months, I mean, I would not rule out whatsoever if he ends up being the number two going into the season. Yeah. The, just his upside just looked better. And I'll tell you the injury that Smothers suffered at the very end of his high school, then he played through it and went through surgeries. Then he lost all of last year in the, in the winter, in the spring because of COVID and he obviously didn't get the reps that he was going to get. So, you know, he just has some rust on him still. And I'm not by any means saying you should give up on Smothers because he, there's a lot of time left for him. And I know he's a coach's kid. He's a competitor. So this thing's far from over. Um, I, I, I still wonder about a transfer quarterback, if that is really going to happen. To me, it matters who it is. 
And the problem is you want this like perfect transfer quarterback that may not exist. You mm-hmm. want this guy that's better than Smothers and Harburg that is okay with being the number two yeah. to Adrian Martinez <laughs> that's luck. also an old guy. I mean, luck. it's like trying to <laughs> internet date, trying to find like the perfect girl you want to go out with. And like, she's got to check all these boxes for us to take her out. And it's, I, I just don't know if that's going to exist. Yeah. And, and a big part of the transfer debate was if those other quarterbacks were not ready. And I, I don't think that's going to be the case. I mean, I think that when all is said and done, Nebraska is going to feel good enough about that quarterback room, and especially if Smothers can find some consistency and Harbor can, uh, you know, continue to develop. I think they'll be okay with riding that. But you know, that's it's a fine line to walk because you're talking about Adrian Martinez, who has not played a full season since he's been at Nebraska, and so trusting him to make it through a full year is rolling the dice and you better have somebody that you feel good about uh that's ready to come in and play and take over the offense when necessary it was just because history suggests that that will happen the only guy i thought that ever made sense was terry wilson a a one-year starter but once again terry wilson has shown that he did not want to walk into the situation he'd rather be the starter at new mexico there are very few one-year guys that want to spend their last remaining college season watching as a number two quarterback yeah i i just think that and you thought you had that guy here in Noah Vedral even at one point, mm-hmm. and he left, and he started for Rutgers. So um, odds are if you're good enough, you know, you don't want to come in a situation where, you know, a lot of things would have to happen for you even to get a chance. And that's the situation Nebraska has right now, and they may just have to ride through it and, and figure it out. So uh, when we come back, we're going to shift our discussion, Robin, over to defense. We'll give some thoughts on the defense this spring. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.